Hello, welcome back to the Church of Jesus Christ study session with Come Follow Me. I'm your host, Matthew Roberts, and this is Season 4, Episode 36 of this Daily Study Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us today as we begin our study of this week's Come Follow Me materials. We are looking in Genesis Chapter 6 and Moses Chapter 8, and it is found in the week of January the 31st to February the 6th. Uh, and we're going to begin today by looking at um, the the lead-up uh, to the flood that uh, we see Noah introduced to us today. Uh, and we'll have a look at the state of the earth uh, at the time that Noah uh, is teaching. Because, of course, I think we need to really consider uh, what leads to the flood and why the flood was uh, deemed as necessary uh, in the eyes of God. Uh, because I think that sometimes that um, individuals who perhaps don't have faith in, in God either don't believe this happened at all, or if they if there is a, a hint that this did happen, they question, well, why would a loving God do this? And uh, we'll have a look at why it was important that this happened at this moment, um, and why actually the flood was seen as an act of mercy rather than as an act of extreme justice uh, by a, a loving Heavenly Father. So, In Genesis chapter 6, verse 2, it says, The sons of God saw the daughters of men that they were fair, and they took them wives of of all which they chose. Now, it's a very um, confusing um, verse to begin with, um, this. And the understanding of what it's talking about with the sons of God uh, seeing the daughters of men. Uh, And actually, um, this is expounded on a bit further uh, in Moses chapter 8 verse 15 it says uh, the Lord said unto Noah the daughters of thy sons have sold themselves for behold mine anger is kindled against the sons of men for they will not hearken to my voice so it's this idea that um, individuals who were uh, faithful were marrying individuals who were not uh, in this in, in the Genesis account it talks about sons of God and obviously we know that you know, when we talk about children of God, we're, we're talking about two different things. Where I was talking about how we are all spirit children of God, how every single person on the earth is a child of God. Or, or if we're referring to a son or daughter of God being someone who has accepted a covenant or has accepted to follow um, God. And so then they, for, they therefore become a son or daughter of God. Uh, and that's what's being referred to here. And the daughters of men or sons of men uh, are referring to an individual who has left God uh, and has focused on them, on you know themselves, their own lifestyle, um, and and not following uh, the, the the gospel. So here we find that individuals are marrying other uh, people who follow God or people who are. Uh, trying to be righteous are marrowing marrowing and and living with and joining together with individuals who are not trying to follow the lord and this leads them astray Uh, president joseph fielding smith said quote because the daughters of noah married the sons of men contrary to the teachings of the lord his anger was kindled and this offense was one cause that brought to pass the universal flood the daughters who had been born evidently under the covenant and were daughters of the, of the sons of God, that is to say of those who held the priesthood, were transgressing the commandments of God and were marrying out of the church. Thus they were cutting themselves off from the blessings of the priesthood, contrary to the teachings of Noah and the will of God. Close quote. 
Now, I do think that um, we have to kind of develop our understanding here and understand that when someone is a, a, a son or daughter of God and they marry a son or daughter of man, we're not necessarily saying that an individual has to marry inside the church um, because that would be very problematic for a start, I think. Um, but also, there are many wonderful individuals in this world who are not necessarily a member of this church, and yet they may well build and strengthen and fortify the faith of an individual who is trying to follow the example of Jesus Christ and be a member of his church, uh, his restored church today. Um, but this is one of the factors uh, that, as President uh, Joseph Fielding Smith said, just one of a number of factors which leads to this flood is the fact that individuals are being uh, pulled away from the knowledge of the truth to the point where we, we basically just had Noah uh, and his family. Um, now, in verse 4, we also get a very intriguing verse where it says, There were giants in the earth in those days, and also after that, when the sons of God came in unto the daughters of men, they bare children to them. The same became mighty men which were of old, men of renown. Um, this word giants uh, comes up a couple of times uh, in the um, in the Old Testament. And people have wondered, you know, so what does this mean? Is it just very large men? Uh, or is it, uh, or is it, you know, a, a literal mythical giant? Or, or what is going on? Well, if you look uh, at the kind of what the, the word giant uh, translates to, uh, in the uh, original uh, Hebrew, uh, the word giant is translated from the word nephil, uh, which means basically uh, a bully or tyrant. Uh, and so perhaps we're not talking about someone that is, you know, over 10 feet or 12 feet tall, you know, this mythically large person, but rather we're talking about people who are lifted up in their pride, people who are focused on themselves and bully uh, other people to get their own way. Um, a, a tyrannical person who um, f is focused on their own needs and wants and desires. Um, and I think that that, is, that makes a lot of sense, uh, particularly when we will see this word giants later when we look at the, the exodus of Moses and the children of Israel. Then uh, in the next verse in Genesis, we actually find a difference in the verse in Genesis and the verse in um Moses. So in Genesis it says, and it repented the Lord that he had made man on the earth and it grieved him in, at his heart. And that does seem to indicate that um, the Lord was um, having a change of mind about what he had done. And of course we know that that isn't really what the case is. In Moses 8.25 it says, and it repented Noah and his heart was pain that the Lord had made man on earth and it grieved him at the heart. So it's, ra it's rather Noah who is finding it um, a difficult thing that he is sorrowful that mankind has become so wicked um, on the earth. Now, at this stage, we have to understand just how, um, the, how corrupt it was. And I guess perhaps we question, well, if we want to kind of make a comparison or understand just how widespread this wicked wickedness was at the time of the flood, how does it compare to our day? Well, I think we need to then look at verses 11 and 12 in Genesis uh, chapter 6 and see uh, what it says. It says, The earth also was corrupt before God, and the earth was filled with violence. Um, and God looked upon the earth, and behold, it was corrupt, for all flesh had corrupted his way upon the earth. So 
I think that what we're looking at here is a intense, widespread, uh, completely, uh, you know, universal uh, turning away from God and a complete disrespect and uh, dismissal of his morals and, and commandments. It seems that, that violence uh, is a particular uh, factor that the Lord has uh, that means that he needs to reset uh, what is going on on the earth. And if you remember, actually, um, in Moses chapter 6, uh, oh, uh, from what I remember, sorry, my apologies, Moses chapter 7, we see the, um, the Lord weeping uh, because of the violence and how they hate their own blood uh, among the children of man. Uh, so in verse 13, it says, And God said unto Noah, The end of all flesh is come before me, for the earth is filled with violence through them. And behold, I will destroy them with the earth. Um, of course, Noah then goes and, and teaches and testifies, uh, and the people don't listen. We, and we get more of an of a, uh, understanding of this um, in uh, the the um, the great price. Uh, in Moses chapter 8, verses 19 to 21. In fact, we see the people's response as well. It says, uh, they came up to him saying, Behold, we are sons of God. Have we not taken unto ourselves the daughters of men? And are we not drink, eating and drinking and marrying and giving in marriage? And our wives bear unto us children, and the same are mighty men, which are like unto men of old, men of great renown, and they hearken not to the words of Noah. Which is that mention of giants actually there. Um, and then in... Um, I missed this verse, and I meant to uh, include this, but in verse 5 it says, and God, uh, in Genesis 6 verse 5, And God saw that wickedness of man was great in the earth, and that every imagination of the thoughts of his heart was only evil continually. So we have a situation where virtually every inhabitant on the earth, aside from Noah and his family, all their imaginations, all their thoughts are evil. So I don't think uh, we are at the same standard as it were of wickedness in the were in the world today that there was at the time of noah but as time progresses we may well get to that stage um, that, that is kind of what is seeming to be uh, hinted at and when we look at um, the last days but um, basically it meant that the world was at a point where it had to be, re be begun again um, and we'll talk about how that get, comes about tomorrow how noah prepares for that in building the ark uh, and how it was an act of mercy rather than um, just justice uh, and uh, an angry God. Thank you very much for listening today. Thank you for uh, spending your time uh, on, on the Church Jesus Christ study session. Please join the Facebook group and until we meet again.